What is up, y'all? Welcome to the 5Q5K. I'm your host, Josh Williams. The goal of this podcast is to create a safe and welcoming environment for you to learn and begin to embrace what I've come to know as an actively improving lifestyle. We hope you're able to get out there and get active while you join in on our conversation. That being said, let's get to it. All right, what is up, guys? We're here today with Nick Miller, uh, the the Goblin King of the Katy Trail himself. Um, how are you doing, Nick? Doing good, man. How are you, dude? I'm chilling, man. I'm th- thanks for making the time today. I'm excited to get to talk with you. Of course, looking forward to it. Cool. Well, um, start off, man. I wanted to hit, hit the ground running, uh, literally and figuratively. We already we already hit our 5K today. We already went running and. We went down yes, sir. Your, your daily spot, man. Yep, my stomping grounds. Tell, tell them about it. Tell them where we went. Uh, we went up north side of Katy Trail, up towards Highland Park. It's nice and shaded. There's water every mile. I'm familiar. I know every single runner on that trail. If you run there, I, I, I know you. Dude, um, there you it, go, It's man. my place. You're the mayor. Yeah, yep, there's... mayor of Katy Trail. Just there you did go. 3.5 miles, half, half the loop. Tomorrow we're hitting it up three times, and so. <laughs> Dude, well, so tell tell the people what you're training for, because I know what you're training for, but I mean, just just give them some context on what what the lead up is right yeah, now. Yeah, so I have Ironman California on the calendar for October 22nd, um, so about 11 weeks out now. Dude. Uh, <laughs> in the thick of training, got my longest of long runs, longest of bikes every weekend. I the pretty fun stuff. I pretty much just work out eat and sleep but it's it's great <laughs> we're, we're getting there <laughs> you gotta do it man hey, hey you gotta get a yeah. build up for it yeah so what, what's the what's the workout tomorrow you're doing tomorrow i got 17 it's interval long run and so i'll have like 1.75 miles i believe uh faster than race pace so i'll probably try to do like 7 to 7 30 pace and then followed by 1.25 of easy and kind of just doing that the entire 17 miles and so wow. it'll go, it'll man. be It'll be hard. It'll be like nine miles of intense effort and then like eight miles of chilling. I probably won't be chilling any of it though because it's so dang hot. <laughs> Dude, for real. Well, I mean, maybe maybe you hop in the pool after that. Maybe Dude, you, maybe you give that every yourself. single week because the pool, apartment complex pool is right across the street from my apartment. Every single week, I'm so tempted. It's like 10 a.m. just to like. <laughs> Take off all clothes except for boxers and just like fall in. <laughs> I think I do it, dude. I yeah. mean, seriously, like I'm not comfortable in the water, but like for somebody like you, that's like, hey, like I already, I'm yeah. doing the swim. Like you might as well, dude. But yeah. well, dude, that's awesome. I'm excited to. I'll, I'll be tuning in. I'll be tuning in to watch the, yes, the Iron Man footage and yeah. just kind of see where you're at. That was that was a lot of fun. When for y'all that don't know, Nick did a half Iron Man back in Chattanooga, and it was, mm-hmm. it was in April, correct? Uh, yeah. So yeah, so mm-hmm. that was. That was a lot of fun. He sent us the link, and we got to kind of watch and got to all cheer him on and get mm-hmm. to see, like, you, you got to send us, like, videos of, like, where you were. So, like, that was awesome. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, so f- so first thing I wanted to get to talk to you about is, like, kind of give me your background on, like, kind of growing up and, like, growing up to where you are now. Like, give me your background in athletics, like, exercise, just kind of hit hit whatever you want to in, in, the, in the background. Let the people kind of get to know you. Yeah, of course. Uh, growing up, I was always an athlete. Um... Kind of played a little bit of everything. For sure. Started, started with soccer. Soccer was like my first sport love. Um, got into basketball, football. As you got older and track became like something that you can do. Yeah. So it's not like an organized sport when you're like really little, you know. Uh, did track, cross country. I, I kind of was all over the place just doing whatever I could that fulfilled that athletics like scratch or yeah, itch that go, you man. have. <laughs> um and yeah, I kind of just done a little bit of everything. Uh, I'd say track and basketball probably ended up being my favorite sports, and 
makes sense because if you look at me today, I try to play basketball once a week and I do endurance like running and so. Hey, they stay they stay close to heart, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you told you told me when you're out when you're out hooping with the guys, it's baseline to baseline. Yeah, and you're, you're pulling. Yeah, got to keep them running. Cardio. Yeah, there you go. Uh, cool, man. Well, so so what kind of got you in? Like you mentioned, you mentioned getting to do so many different sports, mm-hmm. kind of all distances, all intensities, all like all options out here. Yeah. What got you? What kind of started scratching that itch of like. I want to. I want to do the endurance sports. I want to do long distance running. I want to add in the swimming and biking. Like I mean, mm-hmm. those those can't be easy. Like just overnight. Yep, I'm doing it. Yeah, you know? and uh, that's a great question. Um, I, I have a little background story to like what kind of how I how I got into it because although I played so many sports, including track, like all of that growing up, um, there definitely was a lull in the timeline. It, it okay. hasn't always just been like. Sports nonstop through college, through post grad, and now it's like a continual ramp up. Like there's For definitely sure. been valleys okay. um, w- with that climb. Um, one of those being a like, period of college and a little bit after college. Um, I really didn't do much athletics at all. Gotcha. I'd, I'd play basketball with the boys, but hey, it, to, in, in college <laughs> I enjoyed drinking and doing doing that sort of thing, and really put like physical health to the wayside. Gotcha. Throughout that time, I also got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, which kind of put a huge curve in life because, you know, you're a college kid, you just want to have fun. You just want to fit in. You want to like go party with your friends. For sure. Act normal, try to look normal, do your thing. And so like physical health as a whole got put to the wayside. And I can get more into that later on if if you want. Essentially that got to like the peak of, the problems that it was causing in my life, I had enough of it and I needed to find a way to like harness energy and make myself feel happy and like look the part as well. Cause I just did not look healthy. I decided just one day, you know, I'm gonna start running again. It was kind of starting from ground zero because like I ran all the time growing up. I was in consistently good shape and I was in very bad shape. Like half a mile run. Ooh, I'm winded. Like, <laughs> you, you know, we've all, we've all been there, you right? know, but, yeah, yeah. um, that is kind of what made me fall in love with it. Through that process, I literally started from ground zero. I would run half a mile a day, like walk half a mile before, walk half a mile after, it's so like mm-hmm. 1.5 miles. And like slowly seeing that build to, okay, I'm now running three miles. Okay. To, okay, I'm running 20 miles a week. Let's try to do a half marathon. Cons- mm-hmm. Like doing that and doing that well for my standards and then just taking another bite and saying marathon and then yeah. that that hunger has never been satisfied since and yeah. now here i am like i did a half iron man and throughout the entire half iron man training if you asked me are you going to like keep doing these what are you going to do i would have told you i am so ready just to run and only run <laughs> And dude, five minutes after I finish, my mom was at the race with me. I look at her and I say, I'm doing a full. You can't stop me. (laughs) (laughs) So like, that's how I've gotten here. It's kind of terrifying because I don't know how far that will take me. I'm I'm afraid I'll go to psychiatric ward levels. but (laughs) going going ultra. ultra Yeah, yeah. There you go. But but we we shall see, man. That's kind of my background and how I've gotten to where I'm at. No, I, I for sure. I feel you on the like the the itch that you got to scratch yeah. man. like it's like 
I don't know. When I when I started, I remember doing it. it was I did a five k with a friend, and like I at that point, I think I'd done a couple halves as mm-hmm. well. But I was just doing a five k for fun. It was like a charity thing. And after we got done, I was kind of looking around, like kind of like a little confused, just kind of looking around. And my buddy comes up to me, he goes, "Was that not fun? Like, did you not enjoy that?" I'm like, "I, no, I enjoyed it. Like, it was a good time, but like, it's like it just doesn't scratch the yeah. itch in the same way. Like, it, is that? Do you feel the same? Yeah, way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fun, but it's more fun to do it with them. And you're like, that was great but I need to do more to, to be satisfied. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, think, I think that the, the growing and, like, heightening satisfaction, I, th- I think that's natural as, mm-hmm. as a person and, like, as you improve, which, I mean, it's, it's been really cool for me seeing your improvements, seeing, yeah. like, f- going from the half to the full, to the half Ironman to, like, dude, I'm, I'm pumped for mm-hmm. October, man. I'm, yeah. You're, you're going to be eating out there, so <laughs> I'm excited to see it, dude. I mean, I think, that's, I think it's awesome, like, the way that you have scratch that itch and continue to mm-hmm. go and i mean like i i don't think there's any reason to expect you're gonna stop doing it like you're, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna just keep going up so I'm, I'm excited to be on the ride with you man it's yes, awesome sir. likewise man i i just hope that <laughs> i find the time to do it <laughs> dude yeah well i mean tell me so tell me about tell me about iron man training like the amount like for the people that don't know it, i mean for, for me personally the the, mm-hmm. the closest thing i've done is was, was a sprint triathlon which like yeah. I just kind of did that in a weekend. So, like, what, what is the time breakdown? Because, I mean, you're working you're working a full-time job. Yeah. Like, how do you get those hours in? Dude, it, it, it's a gauntlet, and you need to be prepared to sacrifice aspects of your life like with, with, that you don't have with it um, to, to make it happen. But, honestly, it's it's relatively similar to marathon training, just of, like, you have, some, you have a task that you need to do every single day outside of work. If you don't do that, you're ultimately going to fail in what you signed up and like you've been training towards. And so like, it's daunting. Yes. But like, if you have the dedication, like once you get signed up for it, nothing's going to stop you from doing it. It's not like the workouts are so insanely difficult. Once you've gotten to that fitness level where like it's Mm -hmm. unattainable, it's just like, I have a two hour bike today. I also work eight hours. I need to decide between, am I getting beers with the boys or am I going home eating chicken and rice and biking for two hours. It's just like the mindset and like whatever you prioritize, right? That being said, it it is still a lot of work and it's not something anybody can do if you don't put your mind to it. But I do believe anybody can do it if if you're willing to make sacrifices. But essentially it's like 15 to 18 hours a week. Honestly, majority of that coming on the weekends because you'll have like a three hour run and like a five hour bike. And so like that, that eats up a lot of it. And so it's not like, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to have a three hour workout on a Monday before or after work. Like most of my workouts on the weekdays are like an hour to hour 45. Gotcha. But then you like, you like the, the longs on Saturdays and Sundays just ramp. (laughs) I think, I think in your words, I've seen like on Strava, you're like that, Omega sucked. Like, is that, yep. is that, is that yeah. a direct quote, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when they, so when they, when they suck, they suck. But I mean, you still have the, the satisfaction that like, this is, this is something that I'm doing towards that overall yep. goal. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I got to ask for, for a beginner athlete and for someone that you're trying to bridge that gap between like where you were saying, I, I run a half mile a day and Hey, now I'm signed up for, for a long-term commitment and I want to be able to get ready for this do you have advice of how to bridge that gap or is it just a we're on the roller coaster now we're locked in and it started and we're going till race day yeah great question um 
I wish it was as simple as you, everybody just signs up and they have that mindset, but that's yeah. definitely a learned behavior. Um, a learned behavior that I definitely didn't have when I was doing my first couple of races. Like in, in college, I was definitely guilty of signing up for the marathon or like the silo district <laughs> half yeah. and doing like five, five mile runs and being like, oh, I'm good. And then drastically underperforming of what I'm capable of, but finishing and being like, yep, I finished. <laughs> um, and so to that, I'd say, honestly, like set, set smart goals. Everybody knows what smart goals are. Like you, you learn yeah, about them sure. in college, like specific, measurable, like attainable goals. Do that with your running, your biking, your swimming, whatever, endurance, like endurance race or athletic um, activity that you're getting into. And so like if you are starting from a ground one and you feel like you need to immediately jump into a half marathon, don't feel that way. There's literally no shame in doing a five and 10K. For Honestly, sure. now being where I'm at with running, swimming, like just endurance athletics in general, I wish I had done more five to 10 Ks because literally when I started training for my full Ironman, um, I have a coach for it. And one of the first questions he asked me was what is your 5k time? Wow. Okay. Because like that matters for your, um, tempo days. It's the building block. It it, 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 it is the building block of it. Not like your one mile or marathon time. He's like, what is your 5k? And I literally had (laughs) never done a 5k. So let me, let me get back to you in like, like somewhere between 20 and 30 minutes. I no, no, <laughs> literally the next day, my workout for week one was time to 5k. Like okay. <laughs> go. Um, was and, that like, was that like a full intensity 5k or was yeah, that just yeah, like, okay, gotcha. Yeah, full intensity, so essentially like, like, like a pseudo race. Yeah. Yeah. That gotcha. was, that was my workout for the day was he was like run a 5k, like best effort go. And like that has been like a building block now for like the speeds for the rest of my workouts. So that's a long-winded way of saying, like, do not be afraid of, like, starting small, like, something that's specific and attainable for your fitness level. Like, you may feel like, oh, I'm looking at Instagram and everyone's running half marathons or marathons, but, like, run your race and sure. the distance will come through through time. I, I think I really agree with what you said on the SMART goals, too. Like, if, say, say you're not at a place where you're going and doing a time trial 5K, mm-hmm. say, like, Say your goal is to run a mile and to get started running a mile, maybe go do a, a time trial of like a quarter mile, like go do a lap yeah. on the track and say, okay, I did the lap on the track at this pace, so now I can multiply that by four and see, is this going to be an attainable pace that I can do a mile after some days of training? Yeah, exactly. Weeks of training. Like, I, I like the... the I hadn't heard, I hadn't heard the smart goal thing in a, in a long yeah. time. I like that. Man. That brought brought back some memories, man. I think I think smart goals are are definitely mm-hmm. it makes it makes like the I, I had a friend at one point that he told me this was like in reference to studying. I think he was he was a pre med student and he basically he told me imagine you're studying and all your preparation you need to do. So in this case, imagine you're running everything you're doing to prepare for your race is meals that you eat. So in in, mm-hmm. in a week you're going to eat 21 meals. You can't at the end of the week cram and eat 18 of your 21 meals in one day. Like you just yeah. can't do that. So Dude, I love that analogy. <laughs> right, right. Like I mean, yeah. he told me that and like that that always stuck with me like especially with studying but then transitioning to running too. Like you just got to like you got to eat the the meal that you have in front of you that day. Mm. And as long as you do that, you're going to you're going to continue to progress naturally and I think like I'll have a lot of friends come up and say, "Man, like what if I go out and it doesn't end up paying off? What if I go and run and like I end up getting hurt or like it doesn't work? I mean, like 
kind of like what you're saying, like the journey's not linear and the journey's not the same for everybody. So mm-hmm. as long as you're progressing forward, I think that's the big thing. Would yeah. you, would you agree? Yeah, I agree. Okay. But, um, so, I mean, I want to, I want to go kind of back into your, into your background that you were letting us know about, like you, you mentioned the autoimmune disease. So if, if you mm-hmm. mind share, share a little bit more with the people, I know it's, it's Crohn's, but let, let everyone else know kind of like what it is, like kind of what that has looked like for you mm-hmm. and like have, has that changed your training has that changed your outlook on training and just kind of yeah give everybody a rundown on that yeah man um so yeah for for those of y'all who aren't familiar with the disease Crohn's disease it's an autoimmune disease that um attacks the lining of your large intestine and so basically as you try to break down food like the process of doing that to get the nutrients, your body sees that as an allergen and it attacks itself, which causes inflammation in your intestine. I was diagnosed with Crohn's when I was 18. What that ultimately did to me was like I was internally bleeding a bunch and I lost 60 pounds. So was that kind of how you found out? Like you started yeah. the weight loss and you were like, something's not right. Here. Yeah. Um, okay. And weirdly enough, I don't know if you feel this way. I've always felt this way with weight loss and weight gain. If it's gradual, like I just genuinely don't notice it on myself. Same, same. Um, and so I didn't notice it the entire first semester of college when I was sick. Wow. And the symptoms of being sick had been prolonged for so long that it felt normal. Right. And so like oh, being wow. sick was now the normal. And so I didn't even know that I was sick. I just wow. like learned that's what life was. And then it was like November or like early December of freshman year. I was no longer wearing like large clothing. I was now wearing small. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh yeah, like freshman 15 didn't hit me. Ha ha. <laughs> you said I've been hooping with and the boys too hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was, I, I think I was in my roommate's older sister's house because she would have us over for dinner regularly. And she had like okay. a scale in her bathroom. And I just remember like randomly, like I was like, oh, I haven't seen a scale in months, stepped on it. I was 105 pounds. Wow. And I was like, something is drastically wrong with me. Was that like pretty um, frightening when you saw it? Because I mean, I would yeah, dude, 105. That's insane. Yeah. I, no, I called my parents immediately and like mom hysterical, like scheduled a doctor's appointment the next day. Two weeks later, finished first semester. I flew home. I wish I was exaggerating, but I'm not when I say that my Christmas break that year from college was a doctor's appointment every single day that Jeez. wasn't Christmas day and new year's day, man. That is like, like, like the, the two days that were like, you're off. Like it was just yeah. like blood's drawn. What's wrong with this? Is it colon cancer? Like what, oh is, what is this? We don't know. Got like a colonoscopy, all of that. Ended up, ended up youngest colonoscopy ever. Right? Yeah. Youngest colonoscopy yeah. ever. Jeez. Ended up with the, quote unquote, most severe case of Crohn's disease that my doctor in Chicago had ever seen. Wow. Which was, was frightening. Um, and did, did they think it was like, kind of like, because it had been a prolonged thing that you it, had It had been in, prolonged. That... Typically it's just in the large intestine, mm-hmm. but I had it in the large, small and stomach. Oh my goodness. And my doctor had never seen it in the stomach before. And so he was like, this is, this is intense. And so that kind of was what I was like alluding to and I kind of just danced around the subject in an earlier yeah, question yeah. when I was like college drinking sick yeah, yeah. It, it, it was like learning how to live with a disease because like that is a step in of itself is just like yeah, no kidding dude how do, how do like what does normal look like and how do I attain normal 
getting medicine, slowly learning from there. Like once I got back into shape, like learning how to be an athlete, particularly an endurance athlete where like everybody has stomach problems. I feel like. Dude, I, I, I'm bad with the stomach. Uh, (laughs) Naturally having a bad stomach. And so it's, it's been a journey. Man, so so what has that been like? Like after you found out, was it mainly just like, I got to put on weight now. I got to start taking medicine. Is that is that kind of yeah. what the process? Yeah, was? right. After I got diagnosed, I was like ramped up with with drugs. Essentially, like I would I'd be taking steroids just to try to neutralize inflammation um, so that I could eat and like actually absorb wow. what I was eating. Yeah, and um, then I started getting the medicine that I take each week still to this day, which is called, like Humira. It's basically like a shot you give yourself. Okay. But like now I just give myself a shot once a week. Actually, like right after this, I'll be giving myself my weekly shot. There you go, man. Cause then inflammation will be at an all time low tomorrow for my long run. I have, oh, okay. I have it down to okay. like a science now. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> right. When I got diagnosed. It was like four shots a week versus one to ramp up the medicine, make sure that, you know, everything's good so that I could actually like, process and obtain nutrients from from food because i mean you got to do that if you're when you're talking the amount you're working out like 18 hours a yeah. week dude like the calories you're burning is it's yeah. going so yeah eating is to... eating is important as you yeah. as you know well i mean what how what does that look like planning like planning meals and planning when yeah when you're gonna eat and make sure you get enough nutrients yeah. has that been difficult luckily at this point because i've i've been dealing with Crohn's for like eight years now okay. it's it's completely normal in my mind if I talk to somebody like random and just like went through my diet like they're like that's not normal not because I eat weird things but I'm just like oh I can't have xyz yeah um but because I've been dealing with it for so long it's normal to me like I know what I need okay to fuel myself enough for one just like doing the events uh, and like recovery, getting the right proteins in, like what proteins I can and can't have, and like that oh, wow. that sort of thing. I, I'm I'm a well-oiled machine now. If I were to have gotten into like running in college, it would have not been pretty because I had no clue what I was doing. Like oh, I, it, it was it was really trial and error. Like eat this. Oh, I'm immediately in the bathroom. Yeah, can't oh, have wow. that. You you know what wow, I mean? Wow. Okay. So like you you mentioned it was a valley man, but it was it was like it sounds like a multi year yeah. of kind of just like trying to navigate and like learn how to yeah. do that. Dude, I know for me like my my stomach, I, I always like I have a few friends joke with me that they're like you have the most sensitive stomach of all mm-hmm. time, but like hearing all this man, I'm like I don't yeah. know like I, I, my stomach might be all right honestly. Surprisingly enough, at, at, at this point, I'm not in remission, which means that there's like no active disease. Okay, but it's like very little active disease in my body to the point where like I don't like up until this year, I needed to get a yearly colonoscopy just to make sure like there is no cancer. It hasn't spread or anything. Gotcha. Um, but now I'm good for like three more years. So like that's essentially like a sign of like, oh, wow, it's looking good. Hey, but, there, we go. um, there we go, man. But be- because of that, like, my stomach is relatively normal. I, I still I still think I, I have a more sensitive stomach than most people, but like day to day, like I I'm not having tummy aches. Okay. I'm I'm not gonna be like running and have to stop because of like Crohn's. It happens sometimes, okay. and when it does, you'll see me on Strava being like Crohn's got me again. <laughs> oh no! But um, it, it doesn't happen that often. I, th- I think I've only seen like a couple times on Strava be like foiled by crohn so I mean, yeah see it seems like you've got it kind of kind of under control yeah and i think that's that's a blessing in and of itself yeah like, it is you've been able to kind of like learn the ways to to deal mm-hmm. with it i think it's cool to see like 
that you've battled that adversity and like I mean you 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 beat the adversity yeah. dude. you're here you got three years before you even need to go back yeah like, I mean you got Iron Man coming yeah out. That's, <laughs> that's big time bro so congrats and I mean I'm, yep. I'm happy for you on that yep yes sir so I guess the next thing next thing I want to talk about it's a question I get asked by a lot of runners and a lot of like beginner runners I mean like I've been a sneakerhead since like middle school so like mm-hmm. I've had I've had a lot of friends go like man like do I even need running shoes to run what do you think yeah so I'll, I'll, I'll preface by I'm not much of a sneakerhead I appreciate good shoes <laughs> but I, I'll honestly just wear my old running shoes as my as my everyday shoes yeah um, got, and, you gotta have beaters and, yeah yeah exactly beaters. and then just wear my actual ones whenever I run but I do appreciate shoes. Do I need running shoes to start running? Yes. Absolutely yes. You kind of got to, the, man. The like, amount of times that I've talked with friends, because to a lot of my friends, and I'm sure you're the same way, like, you're the runner friend. Yeah. And so, like, any miscellaneous, like, running question, just, like, randomly, like, any advice? Yeah. The first thing I always ask is, yeah, what are your shoes? Yeah, send, me, send me a picture of them. <laughs> and... I don't think I've ever gotten a response where they're like, oh, I just got this new shoe. I did research on it. It fits my, like, whatever size foot I have, whether you have, like, a narrow foot, a wide foot, or just in general, them being like, yeah, I just got new running shoes. I'm going to start running. It's always, like, you'll get a janky photo of some Nike, like, walking shoes from six years ago. Or that, free runs. That probably, free yeah, runs free runs. We're culprits for a while. That probably runs. have... <laughs> like a thousand miles on them from walking because you've had them for five years and they just decide they're going to run, start running in them. Like that is the worst thing you could possibly do to start your running gains because you're immediately going to get either a stress fracture or tendonitis or some sort of ankle injury because you don't have the right like plating. You don't have the right um, cushioning or anything on your shoes. Get new shoes. I'm not going to plug and say this is the shoe you need to get. <laughs> I mean, because everybody's feet are different. Everybody's feet are different. Yeah. But legitimately spend hours researching it, whether you're going to be a Saucony, a Brooks, Nike, Under Armour. At this point in the shoe race, like a couple years ago, if you asked me, it was pretty much like Nike was the only way to go. Like, hey, all of them, I'm a swoosh guy, man. All, 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 <laughs> all of like the other running shoe brands have like caught up with like the running shoe technology, like you mentioned, the, the carbon plate, like they all have good service offerings at this point. But like, please, for the love of God, get a new training shoe. Yeah. Training shoe. Yeah, and that's not not a racing shoe. <laughs> I I think like the thing that the thing that's interesting now is every every brand, and like I've gotten to go to a few events lately. Like I got to go to a Hoka event, mm-hmm. and then I got to go to a Saucony event, and. Not not ads for either, but you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I like both brands, but I, I like all the brands. I think every brand has good offerings. Mm-hmm. It just depends on your feet. But every brand now has a stable of options, yeah. And they're gonna have something that for your speed work, for recovery days, for race day, for like every shoe brand has the full offering. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it's like if you go online and you're like, man, like I really don't know where to start because I know like. For me, like, I've always been a Nike guy. So yeah. I know the Nike side of things. Yeah. And I'm just going to know it. And most of N- Nike shoes, like, you think of, like, the Pegasus. You think of, like, I'm trying to think of ones they've had long-lasting, like, Zoom Structures one, like, for mm-hmm. more stability. Like, like 
their shoes have been going forever and they're yeah. on like the 40 the 18 the like whatever like mm-hmm. they've been going forever but the newer brands i didn't really understand like what is this shoe made for what is this shoe used for like how is it going to help like add to my arsenal and that was something that i i started looking online there's like multiple sites i found there's one it's like the doctors of running is one that i typically use because yeah. they give you good information on like what shoe or like what shoe is going to help this part of my game what shoe is going to be good for a foot like mine and stuff yeah. like that and it kind of gives you some like light reading material to look at mm-hmm. before you go try on shoes the qu- the answer that i always give people is like dude just go try stuff on because at the end of the day my feet are like super long and narrow like i got the kd feet yeah <laughs> so it's like nothing wrong with kd feet like i'm cool with my feet but like I know that I'm going to need a slightly narrower shoe. And like when I hear people be like, oh, that shoe ran super, super wide. And I put it on, I can feel my foot like moving around inside Mm -hmm. it. I'm like, it's a bad way to go. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody's foot's different. So like you go somewhere, whether that's like just a mom and pop store or like a small running store or like a big box store, go anywhere, try on some running shoes. And like another question I get is like, I can't afford getting a new pair of shoes. To be honest, there are so many good deals on running shoes like i mean go to ross go to burlington coat factory go to marshall's and you'll find shoes for like 30 bucks that are Mm. good trainers that'll be something better suited to help your training and not break down and not make you break down Mm. because i mean when you start running you want it to be as painless as possible and you want the process to be like you don't want your tools to be fighting against you. Exactly. So I think that's, that'd be and my And the fastest there. way to get injured is if you're just putting on your old gym shoes and, oh, and, and starting to run. Yeah. Drop the ego. Get those $60 Nike Pegasuses. And you'll you be able to run on in. them from anywhere from 300 to 500 miles, depending on your foot. Do and it. if you're just getting into running, that is quite literally like six months to a year that's of running. forever like that, that's you got nothing like, but daylight well, once you get to like your level or like my level like it's it's less time yeah <laughs> but but like it's it's worth the cost at that point so yeah if you're, if you're afraid of the cost like it'll be a much more costly to run with bad shoes and get a stress fracture and have to go to the doctor and get that 200 dollars x-ray for than sure. it would be to get running shoes that will last you for a year yeah i mean for me like i've started like i'll see sales and like I mean, it's, it's the sneakerhead in me. I'm going to yep. load up on shoes. It's just going to happen. Yeah. But, like, when I see, like, good sales on, like, I'll see, like, a lot of companies will do, like, a two for two for 100. Or, like, mm. I know, like, we're in Dallas. I'll plug Luke's Locker. Luke's Locker does, like, a two for 100 or two for 150 deal. Like, every summer and every winter, I think. It's, like, their end of season thing. Mm-hmm. Dude, I lucked out. I went in, like, this was... About a month ago, I went yeah. in and I got a pair of the Super Comp trainers, the New Balances, mm-hmm. and then I got the Zoom Fly, like I think five, the Nike, the Nike trainer. I yeah. got both of those because I kind of want them for the same thing. But I mean, I got both of those for like a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You can't beat that. That is a good deal. As a deal, so yeah. So like, if you go somewhere and you find like like you're getting into it, maybe do that too for a deal because then yeah. you have if you if you switch out shoes back and forth like you wear one for one run wear run wear one for your next run and kind of like alternate they're gonna last you a lot longer because i i used to work at nike and i worked at dick sporting goods the foam will give time you'll give the foam time to decompress and not just continue to continually be pounding that foam mm-hmm. all the time so then 
your shoes will last longer. Yeah. Like in that three to five, three to five hundred range you gave. Like you're gonna get closer to five hundred than three hundred. Mm-hmm. Sh- shoes are a very passionate point yep. of point of uh, point of emphasis for the both of us. So yeah. I think I think it's something something we both both care a lot about, yeah. man. The, the the last thing that I'll that I'll unsolicitedly add about about running shoes is I see far too many people get into running initially immediately go buy the Elliot Kipchoge shoes oh, aka yeah, the, the, alpha flies. the alpha flies or the vapor flies and wear those as everyday runners please research into those shoes because they are amazing for a race but they are not built for miles upon miles like racing shoes are expensive because the running economy they provide to you for a race but those shoes legitimately last 100 to 150 miles that is facts and they provide no support there is no sort of side cushioning. It is just the sole of the shoe and like whatever magic foam that they have in them right under your your sole. And so they're amazing for a marathon because all you need is that running kind of boom, my knee is driving. But if you're running every single day, doing turns, anything, you're just going to injure yourself. And I've seen upwards of five of my friends get them. Be like, oh, these are amazing. My Strava runs are so fast because I'm, I'm cause flexing. They, I'm flexing because they truly do make you that much faster. Like, if I'm being honest, not like not to hype them up as magic shoes, but like your eight and a half minute run could like magically be a seven and a half minute run if you're just doing like a three mile tempo and you're just like, oh wow. Part of part of like, it's honestly even mental too. Like when yeah. you put them on, like like. It's like putting a Lamborghini on your feet. You're yeah. Like, dude, like I'm, I'm different now. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm not me anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm the fast me. You know. Yep. But. Yeah, but. Less is more. Yeah. With those. Yeah, less is more with those. Do get those shoes if you're truly into running, but don't make that purchase until like the bug has bitten you. It's a lot smarter to just get a routine trainer, and then once you're like, I am a runner. You buy those and you wear those strictly for races. Yeah, and I mean, even the even the racers, like you can go and like like talk about the like being fiscally responsible here. You can even get the racing shoes if you go to like there's Nike clearance stores, there's mm-hmm. like running clearance stores online. Like you can get those racers, and it might just be like an older color. You can get them for like yeah. way cheaper. So like, don't I know I'll have some friends like. They see me when I like if I pull up to a race in Alpha Flies and they're like, "Oh, man, dropped two seventy five on these." Or like maybe they might even be more than that now. But whatever <laughs> like exorbitant price, I'd like, "Wow, you dropped that on them." I'm like, "Dude, I got them for like ninety bucks at the Nike clearance yep. store." Like, like I'm yeah. I'm still fiscally responsible out here, but yeah. I just like shoes. No, I completely agree. <laughs> Another pro tip on that end is if you follow Nike or Saucony, whatever shoe brand you're loyal to, and enough to the point where you know when they're releasing the new colors or the alpha fly two versus the alpha fly i mean the three their, the threes their, soon, their website will still have the old model until they sell out and even on their like official website it'll be like 275 slash to like 150 and you're just like yep that's mine bad, man i got i got a pair of vapor flies and my alpha flies like the the neon blue ones that I have. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got both of those because of that because it was like a color change and they just released the two for both and okay. I was like, bye, bye. <laughs> sure, I'll add the card, man. Yeah. And like the thing with the thing with racing shoes, like you said, like if you if you keep them truly for like your 
like a right before race tune-up and like your race day, those shoes are going to last you like probably a year or two of yeah. racing. Cause I mean, if, if, if you're thinking a hundred to 150 miles, like I've heard some people say 200, I haven't taken mine over probably 150 cause mm-hmm. you kind of just start, they don't, you, you they feel, don't feel, yeah. they don't feel as nice. Um, you'll, they'll last you a long time. Cause you're not, mm-hmm. it's not like you're racing. Like when you're starting, you're not racing every couple weeks. It's going to yeah. be like maybe a month and then maybe the next month. But even, even for a 5k, like I think race day shoes are kind of like, it, it kind of gets you in a different, yeah. different mindset. Like you feel like, I don't know, you, you feel like you get that Superman suit yeah, I completely on, agree. things just start going, going a little different. But what I got one, one last question before we get off shoes, man, what is the like wildest shoe that you have seen someone in a race running? Cause I've, I've got like a Mount Rushmore of a few, yeah. but you tell, tell me what you think. Barathon, my junior year of college, I did not know this person, but I saw a young gent running the marathon in Chacos. Wow. That is the craziest shoe that I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. Um, that, that is a decision in those yeah. days, dude. I don't, I don't want to know what the state of their feet were it was after the race, but I just remember like mile five, right when you get to the hills, Ooh. I passed them and I was just looking down like, man's is in Chacos. I, I can't personally say I've never worn Chacos. Are Chacos the ones that they loop around your toes like almost like like a thong they, sandal? They can. They don't have to loop around your toes, but it's like the Velcro feeling kind of like Ooh. straps that tighten and loose them. I and hope they're, you they're body not. Glide on his they're feet, not bro. like the most like form fitting to. Yeah, they'll yeah. <laughs> they'll flop oh. around. It's Dude. like yeah. I don't want to know what the state of his feet were after that. Dude, okay, so I'll I got a couple a couple crazy ones, man. I was this was a few weeks ago. Went with a buddy. He did. He, there was a five k, a ten k, and a half. He did the five k, and I did the half. And um, there was a guy that was running. I think he was actually running the ten k, but he was doing it in like the triple black Air Force ones. And I'm like, brother, like maybe you're doing that for the meme of like I'm coming to fight because I'm wearing mm. the triple black forces but like i'm like bro you're running in cinder blocks what are we doing here and then another one at boston this spring there's a guy that like and i'm sure i'm sure this guy was like some kind of i don't know like this was probably some world record attempt or something he was wearing literally like the thong flip-flops like at boston at boston and i'm like maybe that was a charity thing i don't know dude but like for me, the chafing between my big toe and second toe, I wouldn't be able to put shoes on at that That almost point. makes me mad that someone would qualify for Boston and then <laughs> run flip-flops. I'm like, hey, man, I guess, like, like at the end of the day, you do you, but, like, mm. wear, wear what works for you. Yeah. Hear me saying, like, don't hear me saying, like, oh, I got to wear these certain, exact certain shoes, mm. but, like, wear what works for you, and, like, we're, we're talking with people about getting started and where they're at, like, it's going to help you get started if you've got shoes that are, are suited for the task. Yep. That would be... Completely agree. At the end of the day, I think that's, yeah. the, that's the big word of advice. And if, yeah. if you ever need help with deals, man, I know all of the all of the sneaker, like, deal Twitter accounts, bro. <laughs> hit me up. I will, I will hit you. There's one that's, like, sneaker steals. They got good deals. Mm-hmm. Get, on, get on that on Twitter. But, um, yeah, man. So, final question here. I really want to ask you, like... I've been asking everybody this, so you just give me give me your take, like give me the, the knee jerk reaction on if you were talking to either yourself as a beginner runner or 
just a beginner runner right now and you had one word of advice to share, it can be about anything, what would you say like, man, I wish I would have known this or I think this is really going to help you if you know this? Mm -hmm. What, What would that be? I love this question because there is quite literally, what I'm about to say is what I wish that beginner runner me was told and that is, is is this beginner runner you like when you're running five miles a week yeah the marathon yeah 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 is if you're getting into running and you want to seriously improve slower is better and what, what i mean by that is as you get a running plan whether you're running four times a week up to seven times a week 80 percent of those runs should be easy runs whether that's what feels easy on your body or you're doing heart rate runs, it relatively is the same. I, I haven't seen any scientific articles for either that make it like this is canon and the other is false. It is just something that I've seen come into like fruition for so many people is whenever they treat easy days truly easy and like the day-to-day should be easy, it's more maintenance versus it's not I'm, pu- I'm putting in <laughs> gains every single day. Um, if, if you have those like five it's just maintenance miles. I'm doing seven miles at a 10 minute pace. And you have your tempo day where you do 11 and like a seven minute pace. Like you will see so many more gains from that than from going out there and running like an eight minute pace every single day. And my, like when I first got into running and primarily my first marathon, like I I was in the camp of like, Every day is a workout. If it's easy, I'm not making progress. You got to carry the boats every day. Yeah. Carry the boats. (laughs) <laughs> and I did, I did well for my first marathon. It wasn't a pace that's amazing, but like I, I did like a three hour, 37 minute marathon. I'm proud of that. It, it's good. But as I trained for my second, my second one, I would run at like a 10 minute pace for majority of my runs. Cause that's what my heart rate was below like Z zone three. And so it was like 150 yeah. heart rate. And I would make my tempo runs just dreadful in the way of like, I would (laughs) like squeeze out every ounce of sweat from like that rag to like make it happen. And it would be awful. But I ran that like at like 18 minute PR from that first marathon. And if you looked at my like training runs, you would be like, that doesn't make sense because it'd be like two minutes slower, two minutes slower, two minutes slower, two minutes slower, 30 seconds faster on the tempo runs but it's because like you're still putting in the mileage your body's uh vo2 max and like the fast twitch and slow twitch fibers in your muscles like they're all still growing at the same rate but you recover better because you're not beating your body up every single day that's big run slow don't get caught in the strava of all my runs need to look impressive any run you do is impressive for sure for sure don't get caught in like the time game of i need to look better Run your race, run slow, make sure it's easy for you, work your ass off on the tempos, and you'll see the results come in. Yeah, like, like you're saying, every, everybody's slow is different, and mm-hmm. like you don't need to get on Strava and be like, man, that person's slow is faster than my slow, so I need to go their pace. It's yeah. like, when you get in that comparison game, like, I mean, comparison's a thief of joy, man. Exactly. It's, it's really going to take away from whatever you're doing to just be like... I need to be like this other person. Like you're the only you that's out there. So yep. go, go be the one on one. Go run what your slow pace is, and then mm-hmm. go run your PR on race day. Right? Exactly. There we go, man. That's that's good advice. And you, you'd be. I, I've been. I've been. I've been thinking about that a lot because when I went to Boston, I um, I worked like I, 
I'm like, it's Boston. I got to work hard every yeah. single day. And that was the first block I'd like fallen into that trap. Mm. Unwise, dude. Because yeah. that was that was when the you, IT vans. You get you get to, to race me. day and like you may run a damn good race, but your body is just so beaten and bruised that you're like quite literally limping into race day yeah. versus like when I did my second in Austin, like I was at race day, I was like, I feel amazing. I'm going to go crush this versus Dallas. The first one. Yeah. It was literally like I was performing surgery with those KT tape, like on my body before to be like KT tape here, KT tape here. Like to get the YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. Out. I gotta see yeah. Just like <laughs> try to figure out how to make it. So I'm not spontaneously combusting race day. See, that was, I went into, I went into my chiropractor, like this was like a couple weeks before Boston. I was like, you got to fix me. What's wrong with yeah. me? She's like, you just got to chill, man. Yep. Like, just chill. <laughs> and like, if I'd gone slower, I'm like, I wouldn't have gotten in that boat. So, mm. I mean, just take the time, enjoy the journey. Don't lose the joy. Like keep it going. Yep. Right. Like that's, that's pretty much the thing at yeah. the end of the day. Well, Hey, Nick, I really appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for discussing all this, kind of telling us about your story. I think inspiring us, man. Inspiring yeah. us that, like, hey, like, don't don't let a diagnosis and don't let, like, that adversity be something that holds you back. Because, I mean, you definitely haven't. And I think that's something mm-hmm. that anybody can learn from. Anybody can learn to push through adversity like you've done. So, thank you, man. I appreciate your time and I appreciate the inspiration you brought yes sir thank you for having me it's been a blast and it was a fun run <laughs> dude of course man there you so, go we'll, we'll be out there soon man I'm, yeah. i'll be i'll be giving you kudos on that that's 17 yes, mile yeah. tomorrow i'm excited to see it dude. yeah awesome well all right guys hope y'all got active while listening to this and we'll see y'all out there next time have a good one peace